the EPL show if it all ended now on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by mybookie.ag Las Vegas may be closed but the MyBookie Casino is open 24-7 they're also home to the free $10,000 Blackjack Madness tournament use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets that's promo code SGP to play, win and get paid at mybookie.ag we're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away $3,000 in our virtual NCAA tournament. The games will be streamed live with SGP commentary and betting lines from mybookie.ag. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest for all the info. And finally, we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. <laughs> You are listening to episode two of If It All Ended Now here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is an extension of the EPL show. We already have episode one done. That was the teams who would be most disappointed if the Premier League ended. Um, It's been a bit of a gap since episode one. That's been largely down to me being sick. I've only been doing essential time-sensitive podcasts, for example, the WrestleMania ones, and wanted to continue on with this one as soon as I could. I'm not even better now, as you can hear, but... I am getting there and I wanted to get episode two out. We have got a long time to finish this series. It's a four-part series and um, we don't think the Premier League is going to be starting until possibly early June. Some people are saying mid-May, that's the date at the moment, but I think it's more likely to be early June. So we've got plenty of time to finish these four episodes and episode two here will concentrate on the teams who would be most happiest if it ended now. So when we're talking about the season being null and void, that means that nothing that's happened so far would exist at all. And the 2021 season would just begin with the same teams from the 1920 season. So all of these teams in the Premier League would start, they would maintain the European positions and everything would begin as if it were the 1920 season being played in 2021. That's what we mean by void. So obviously Liverpool wouldn't be the champions from being top. All their hard work would be undone. Therefore, we had them as the number one team on the list for the most disappointed teams. I'm not going to give anything more away. Make sure you guys go and check out episode one as we roll on here with episode two, where we're going to go in reverse order this time because it's a lot more interesting to do it that way for this one. Because some of the teams here in the middle are quite obvious um the middle's made up of a lot of teams in and around the relegation zone so obviously they would want their season to restart so they remain in the premier league but number 10 is an interesting choice because i've gone for manchester united now manchester united ranked high in the teams would be most disappointed they're challenging for champions league position in the league they're still in the fa cup and they could win the europa league they're in fact favorites to win that but they're in the top 10 here just based on their pure hatred of liverpool there are still a section of Manchester United fans, in fact, a large section of Man United fans who want the season voided just so Liverpool don't win the league because it will be more than 30 years then since Liverpool haven't won it. Liverpool are obviously primed to do that. They only need a few more points to do it, just two more wins and they're going to be the champions. So obviously, if the season starts again, it's inevitable Liverpool will be the champions and Manchester United would rather suffer themselves not being in the Champions League. When I say Manchester United, I mean some fans would rather suffer the fate of not being in the Champions League, not winning the Europa League, not 
being in the FA Cup and just having this whole thing voided so they don't have to see Liverpool winning the league. That's why I still have Manchester United here in 10th. In ninth place in this table, I have Everton. Everton have been better under Carlo Ancelotti. However, they are still sitting 12th in the table. There is no real benefit for them to come out and play these last nine or 10 games. They should really be looking at next season now. They'll be happy with a reset. They're not in any other cup competitions. Um, they, they feel better under Ancelotti. They're probably going to add names in the summer. They're going to be a better team, but this is always the case of Everton. They can't seem to take the next step. They can't seem to make the next set of signings. They always manage to sit just in the top half, just about inside the top half and never really challenge for the European places. And possibly under Ancelotti, there's an opportunity to do that so playing the remainder of this season seems pointless because it really does only seem like they can get into maybe eighth or seventh place at best maybe not even that so a restart of the season would be pretty pointless for the Evertonians at this point in eighth place I've got Chelsea which is an interesting one because they're fourth in the league at the moment and they are still in the FA Cup but they are going to go out of the Champions League now I have Chelsea in eighth because there is the possibility that they could finish in fifth or sixth. Now, if they finish in fifth, they should still get into the Champions League because Man City are likely to be banned. But that's not 100%. That's not 100% that Man City's appeal won't be overturned. And if they finish in sixth place and they're caught by the likes of Manchester United or Tottenham or Wolves or, or any of the teams behind them, then Chelsea have the the uh, risk of that happening to them where they are caught by the teams behind them. I think their preference would be to continue on here because they do have the opportunity to win a trophy, as I said. They do have a chance to, to do something in the FA Cup. It's highly unlikely that they are going to get caught or end up as low as sixth place. I think they're certainly probably going to finish at least fifth, although Man United are in decent form at the moment and Tottenham could get a whole plethora of players back and we will get to Tottenham later. But I think Chelsea sitting here in the eighth spot on this table I think is about right for me because there is a risk element for them if the season starts up again and if they don't end up starting the season again then Chelsea obviously go back into the Champions League and Lampard gets to add players because the transfer ban will be over it was already over actually and they just didn't add anyone in January before we continue on with the show here let me take one second to talk about my bookie.ag for the first time Vegas casinos are closed that's right Vegas is closed but you know what casino is open 24-7 and accessible from the comfort of your home. That's right, the mybookie.ag casino. They're even running a free $10,000 Blackjack Madness tournament. You can bet on DGen Madness games at mybookie.ag as well, including live lines. They've also got the fastest payout, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means you deposit two grand, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to activate your extra cash from MyBookie.ag, where you bet, win, and get paid. And if you're wondering what D-Gen madness is, well... We're giving away $3,000 for our virtual NCAA tournament. The games are simulated on NBA 2K and stream live with SGP commentary. And it's really good. You guys need to go and check this out. Game lines and live lines are available from my bookie. 
odd and even point total prop bets. Parlay is also available and there's 30 teams in the tournament. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast slash contest. And finally, let me take a second here to talk about ace per head. If you've ever thought about starting your own sportsbook and didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with all-inclusive professional betting site with all lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers a live betting experience and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. All you need to do is go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Number seven, we start getting to that cluster of relegation teams and we start off here with Watford. Watford have vastly improved and they're looking like a team that aren't really in any relegation danger at the moment. They look like they just need a couple more wins and obviously they are the team this season that ended Liverpool's undefeated record. So they're my lowest ranked out of the relegation teams here. Sixth place in this table would be Brighton. Brighton, I believe, could really, really get sucked into it if it starts up again. They are continually trying to play a brand of football where, yes, that is the right way to play football, but no, it's not the right way to play football if you're in a relegation scrap and if you don't have the personnel to play it. Brighton don't seem to have, I almost said Barcelona, because when I think of high-quality football and I think of what Brighton are trying to do, it's very Barcelona-esque, and I don't see very Barcelona-esque players there in the Brighton team. So whereas it is a noble thing to do in terms of play out from the back and maintain possession of the ball and and do all this kind of fancy, nice-looking stuff, it's not working for Brighton in terms of translating into results. If you don't have the people to put the ball into the back of it and you can't create the chances that that turn this extra possession and, and good football and playing out from the back into goals, you are going to lose matches. So unless Brighton come out with a different kind of philosophy, they are going to be a team that are sucked into this relegation battle here. But I have them in sixth because the expectation isn't as high for them as it is for West Ham, who I have in fifth. Now, a relegation for West Ham would be an absolute disaster. They obviously play in the London Stadium. There's high expectations on them. They were supposed to be a team that challenged for the Champions League under Gold and Sullivan, who promised a lot of things. And of course, you've got Karen Brady there in the background as well. But it hasn't materialised for West Ham at all. And in fact, this season, they are back in another relegation scrap. This will be an absolute disaster for West Ham to be relegated this season and they'll want to avoid this at all costs and if all costs means the season doesn't start up again then I think they'll be happy with that I mean we've already got Karen Brady who works for West Ham advocating for avoidance and a cancellation of the season and she's one of the key uh, supporters of that so you can see why West Ham would want that because they are in a bad position. They also have a difficult run of games as well, as does the team in fourth place, Bournemouth. I forgot to actually mention Brighton's run of games. Brighton's run of games is very, very difficult as well. So Brighton and West Ham both have difficult games, uh, as do um, as do Bournemouth and as do Aston Villa, two teams that we will talk about here as well. So it could end up being a case of... Um, these these teams survive down here with a very, very low points total this season. And we could be looking at just 38 points. Normally, people looking at the 40-point mark, we could be looking at 38 points to stay safe this season. Um, Bournemouth, as I said, here in fourth, they're the next team along. They could still survive. And um, 
it could be between them, West Ham and Brighton for the last relegation spot. I think the teams here I have in third and second are definitely going down. But obviously, rather than taking the risk and, and rather than playing out this season, Bournemouth would like to write this disaster off. Their home ground is usually a fortress for them this season, but thus far, it hasn't really been that way. A lot of teams have gone and won at Bournemouth. They haven't been the hard-to-beat team that they usually are. Uh, Eddie Howe, this question's been asked about him for the first time as well. Has he stayed there too long? Is he looking at greener grass on the other side? But the thing is, with the job opportunities that came about, such as Everton, it came about whilst Eddie Howe's Bournemouth were in a relegation battle. And all of a sudden... It seems unfair after what he's done for years and years and years. But Eddie Howe's credibility was damaged at that point. So all of a sudden, just because he was having one bad season, when jobs that came around that he should have been considered for, like Arsenal and Everton came along, Eddie Howe was really nowhere in the betting market for those jobs, which was obviously a shame for him and not really fair but sometimes that's just the way it is and when they looked at Bournemouth's league position it made it difficult for them to appoint Eddie Howe and, and really even consider him because as I said the markets for those jobs had Eddie Howe quite low um, I believe he was at best price 6-1 to one for the Everton job and a huge price for the Arsenal job I think as big as 14-1 to one. so he didn't get a look in for any of those jobs, really, and now has to focus on keeping Bournemouth up if the season does resume. Obviously, if it's voided, it would be beneficial to Bournemouth and it will be beneficial to number three, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, they had their cup run this season, but they are out of the um, FA Cup and... They are in deep, deep trouble in the Premier League. They have the most difficult running of all and before the season was stopped they had some serious injury problems now I'm not too sure how many of these players they are going to get back I think if it is as late as June then that could be a good development for Aston Villa which is why I have them here at third narrowly because I did consider putting them second here because obviously they put a lot of money into staying in the Premier League a lot more than Norwich City who I have narrowly in second but if Villa do get these players back they may be able to make a fist of it but their running is terrible in second place, I do have Norwich. Norwich have put ahead of Villa because um, they are rooted to the bottom of the table and they have been there for some time and their fate has looked sealed for a while. Despite the fact they have pulled out the odd result before the season was suspended, including a win over Leicester, it does look like Norwich are very, very likely to go down. The only reason I considered them above Villa is A, because they haven't financially invested in it as much and they may be able to come up and it won't break them so much to go down and it won't be as much of a long-term disaster as it would be for Aston Villa. And B, Norwich actually still remain in the FA Cup they still have an FA Cup quarterfinal to play they still have an opportunity to take their fans to Wembley because of course the semi-finals book gets you to the FA Cup semi-final so at the moment I narrowly, narrowly have Norwich in second place, but it was really tight between Norwich and Aston Villa. But for me, the top three pretty much spoke for themselves. And number one, without a shadow of a doubt for me, the number one team who would be most happiest if the league is null and void is Tottenham Hotspur. Now, it's been a pretty big disaster for Mourinho. He started all right when he came in, but after that, Tottenham seemed to not be able to find the defensive nous that most Mourinho teams have had it hasn't looked Mourinho-esque at all on top of that you lose Son and Kane and all of a sudden the goals that you're scoring that are keeping you afloat are gone and all of a sudden you're starting to lose games that you really shouldn't lose and Tottenham have been dipping and dipping and dipping out of the picture for the Champions League now to be honest with you what a lot of people are overlooking is that 
Jose Mourinho's results as Tottenham manager would have got him into third place. If the league started when Mourinho took over, Tottenham would be in third place. However, this has been a very, very poor Premier League this season with um, Leicester currently sitting in third place, really, really struggling since Christmas. They've only actually had three league wins. So that kind of tells you how bad and how up and down the table has been. But... Tottenham, after coming up and making a decent start under Mourinho, despite never steadying that defence, have slipped down the table. They are without Kane and Song. The one benefit I will say and why this first place wasn't as clear as some would think is because the status of Son and Kane could change by the time they come back and they could make a fist of it. But at the end of the day... What's the point? You're out of the FA Cup, you're out of the Champions League and the void, the null and void season gives Mourinho the entire summer to add players to the squad and start again with Kane and Song and resume in the Champions League. Something that Tottenham are very, very unlikely to get into this season on via usual qualification. And they would only have a chance if they come back with Kane and Song and they're a completely different team and firing and they can fix the defence during this break and they come back and probably run the table and win all of their games, which I don't think is going to happen. But that would be the only opportunity. And rather than taking that risk, if you can have a null and void season, then why wouldn't Tottenham be the biggest beneficiary of a null and void season you get a full summer with Mourinho you get a little bit of money to buy players you have an opportunity to buy to get players out the opportunity of course to mend fences because Mourinho already has fallen out with a few players I think if this is a null and void season then Jose Mourinho has absolutely no excuses to to fail with Tottenham next season and he absolutely must be a top four team and um, obviously it would be a massive stroke of luck if that happens because they would continue on in the Champions League and Champions League football doesn't look likely for Tottenham if we do have a resumption. I mean, it is close at the moment at the top of the table. I mean, that, that's one thing to, to look at um, in terms of obviously it's not close when you look at Liverpool being the clear, clear front runners and only needing two wins to win this title sitting on 82 points. But when you're looking at Tottenham, being um, five points behind Manchester United if we're looking at fifth place being the Champions League qualifying spot and um, seven points behind Chelsea. Now, obviously, this is the Premier League. There is an opportunity for Tottenham to claw it back. I do think they're going to have to win every single game, but I don't think Chelsea have to do that much when they come back. Um, I don't think Leicester have to do that much when they come back. And if Man United continue on in the form that they're in, then obviously it's going to be very difficult for Tottenham to, to carry on. And all of a sudden come back from this uh, COVID-19 break as a different team with Kane and Song back in the team firing and a completely fixed up defence with high morale and everybody playing for Mourinho. It's not likely it's going to happen. But if the season is null and void, then what is going to happen is Tottenham are going to be put back into the Champions League and Jose Mourinho is going to get all of this time to fix things fix his relationship with players, get players out, get players in, and then he'll have absolutely no excuse for Tottenham to not retain their top four position next season. And this will be a massive, massive stroke of luck. That's that's why I have Tottenham as the number one beneficiaries of this season being cancelled. 
So that's it for this episode where we have looked at the 10 teams who would be happiest if the Premier League season was null and void, if it all ended now. Um, at episode three, we are going to look at the star players from this season. If it all ended now, who would get into our Premier League 11? So we're going to look at every single position. We are going to make a first 11 and we are going to make comparisons to the fantasy points. A lot of times you see players in uh, in positions in fantasy where you have Salah, for example, as the, as the top scoring midfielder and you look at it and think that Salah hasn't had one of his best seasons this season. And uh, it's quite a common thing that happens and so we're going to have a look at that comparison where players end up in the fantasy league who has the most fantasy points and who you really think should be in there because if you're looking at a player that has been mentioned a lot lately in terms of um being in the team of the season or even winning player of the season and I completely and utterly disagree with it that's Jordan Henderson Jordan Henderson's name has been mentioned not only for that but also for British sports personality of the year which I think is absolutely ridiculous especially when you've got no Euro 2020 this season either I mean if Liverpool had won the league and finished unbeaten and uh, Jordan Henderson was helping England to an incredible run in Euro 2020 and was a key player in midfield I would understand it but really that's not one for me and um, if you look at his fantasy points as well, you wouldn't see him being in a Premier League 11. So we are going to make that comparison between fantasy and reality. And we are going to break down every single player. And that's what we're going to do in episode episode three if it all ended now we are going to look at who would get into the first 11 the fantasy 11 for the 19 the 2019 20 season so that's it for episode two as i said episode one was done quite a few weeks ago now in fact it was done about three or four weeks ago so make sure you check that out this is going to be a four-part series it's going to be out probably every Monday now. I think that's the schedule that I've agreed with Ryan and Sean. So every Monday, there will be another episode of um, if it all ended now, an extension of the EPL show. So next Monday will be the episode, episode three, covering all of the players who you would put into your first 11. You can follow me on Twitter at LockBetting. My website is LockBetting.com. As I mentioned before, I'm not going to be delving into esports. I'm not going to be delving into tennis, um, uh, table tennis. I am going to be maintaining my credibility as much as I can through this period. I am looking at things like Belarus football. We did make a load of money on the WWE. We had massive success with WrestleMania with the bets that we put out way before the podcast as well because we had a lot of bets that we took on um, around about the Royal Rumble time in terms of what matches would take place at WrestleMania and then we won money on the matches themselves as well so we have had a profitable month already we've had a profitable lockdown we've had a profitable COVID-19 era for us thus far so we look to continue that as best as we can without forcing anything at all. If there's going to be a month where I don't make any plays and I lose all my clientele, so be it, because I know that 99% of you are listeners and once the football's back, you all guys will come back to me. I've given you profit all the way up until I've started. That's going to be 23 months in a row at the end of this month. So that's why I'm confident everybody will come back. Therefore, I will not be forcing any stupid plays over at lockbetting.com. That's it from me good luck with all your bets if you've managed to do any uh, at the moment and thanks for listening
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. the other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.